Hi, Jim. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm very excited to, to speak to you. Uh, I've been looking a lot about, uh, into your website about Septemix, which is the, um, uh -huh. well, you're going to tell us what it is, but it's a very interesting concept that, uh, that could transform a lot of people's lives. So I'm very interested to, to hear more about it and uh, learn more about you as well. So uh, why don't we just start with the basic uh, question, you know, what is, what is Septemix? Uh, how did you come up with it? Maybe a little bit about your backstory, how it all came into being. Okay, well, first I want to introduce myself to our listeners. Uh, I am the discoverer of hitherto unknown natural phenomena, which greatly aid in the understanding of people, from which I engineered a revolutionary practical philosophic system called Septemics, and published it in the book, Septemics, Hierarchies of Human Phenomena. Septemics is a philosophical science based on the fact that many uh, phenomena related to human beings occur in a sequence of seven levels. Literally, the word septemics means of or pertaining to seven. Septemics comprise a collection of scales or hierarchies, each of which breaks down various human phenomena into a series of seven steps. There are 35 such scales, each of which is unique. And together, they span the spectrum of human experience. By which I mean, any problem, dilemma, situation, difficulty that any person has can successfully be analyzed by one or more of these scales. So this book is essentially a roadmap for success across 35 axes. Yes, that's very interesting that you came up with a system to basically, uh, you mapped out all the different categories or aspects of life which i imagine to begin with that's very difficult to do so it, i believe it took 25 years to develop this system correct actually it took a lot more than that oh, really? the act the actual writing of the book itself took 25 years oh, wow. but but i had been working on this for decades prior to that let me tell you how i discovered that because that yeah. seems to explain a lot for people Okay. The story really begins when I was accepted into engineering school at the age of 16. Wow. Now, of course, I thought at the time that I was going to be engineering physical things like electrons or airfoils or motors or whatever. But by the time I had my bachelor's degree, I realized that I wanted to engineer the human psyche because it's the area of greatest mystery, the area of greatest unknown, and the area in which we are failing miserably. 95% of the problems in industrialized society are because people do not understand people, do not understand themselves, do not understand the spouse, do not understand somebody who's running for office, do not understand the boss, and so forth. And this book completely resolves that problem. Wow. Now, to make a long story short, I had a long career as a human development engineer working one-on-one -on -one with hundreds of clients of every description for cumulatively many thousands of hours. Now, as this was going on, I started to notice incidentally that my clients would improve in ways that were predictable to me. Now, I never told this to anyone, but I made notes. And as the decades rolled by, I started to realize that the client would be at a specific level on a specific scale that I had previously observed. Needless to say, this only made me better at what I did. In 1995, I had about 32 scales of varying lengths that I had observed. I have to realize there's no theory here. There's no theory of satanics. All of this was observed directly. And I simply wrote down what I observed. Now, I had one scale in particular that I had been using successfully for decades. And 
One day in 1995, while pondering a particularly difficult client, I realized that that scale had a seventh level. And when I inserted that seventh level into the scale, it was obvious to me where to insert it. The scale suddenly manifested mathematically. Now you have to realize I took 26 semesters of math. So I have a mathematician's mind. And when I saw that the scale had all of this mathematics embedded in it, I realized that it had to be natural law, whatever it was. So, uh, when the mathematics manifested, it went from being a scale to a plane. In other words, all of this data jumped out at me. The whole point of mathematics is to coax further information out of the formula or the equation you're working with. And that's exactly what happened here. So I then said, wait a minute. If this is natural law, I wonder how many of these other scales that I have been developing uh, are also seven level scales because they were in a variety of numbers. So knowing what I was looking for, I then inspected all the other scales and voila, in a short period of time, they all went to seven levels. And as each one went to seven levels, it manifested mathematically. Which when you say, say, sorry, when you say uh, it manifested mathematically, you mean that it, it reached, it was seven levels exactly, or what, or how, it, what do you mean? Well, explaining exactly how it manifests mathematically is well beyond the scope of this conversation because we only have 30 minutes. But I can tell you, I went out of my way to not make the book seem mathematical. The way you, you generally experience this book, and of course many people have seen it now, is it's like putting on eyeglasses and looking in a mirror. You say, ah, oh, now I see. Uh, so, then I said, wait a minute, I could go from helping people by the hundreds, which is what I had been doing as human development engineer, to helping people by the millions, if I put all of this in a book and release it to the public. So at that point, I said, okay, I have to write a book. So the first version was finished in December of 95, and I sent that transcript to colleagues of mine, all of whom had graduate degrees in various subjects. And they all had an extremely positive response, although each had a different response. That told me this is exactly what I think it is, a new subject. And because it's natural law, people get it. It's like the Pythagorean theorem, you know? The first time you see the Pythagorean theorem in school, you, you look at it and say, oh, yeah, I see. You know, it's not mysterious. Uh, so. Then I said, okay, I have to, I have to get this out to the public. And I'd spent the next 25 years working on the book. Now you have to realize, first I had to discover the phenomena, which were largely done by 95, although I did find three more scales as I was writing the book. Then I had to take this data and I had to use it to construct a workable philosophic system. Now you have to realize as an engineer, I'm only interested in facts and results. I'm not impressed by opinions or beliefs, everybody has them, and to engineering, they are irrelevant. So, uh, it took 20 years to work this into a workable philosophy. That worked all the time for everybody. Then, the most time-consuming aspect of this was, I had to convey this in a way that would make sense to the average reader of English. And I know I succeeded at that because some version of this book has been around now for over 27 years and I've seen that people get it. You don't have to have a college degree. You know, the average reader of English looks at this and says, yeah, I see. So, let me tell you how this helps people. How it's going to help you and your listeners. I wrote this book to help people. Each of these 35 scales provides the user with an infallible way of determining the salutariness 
or beneficialness of any group, individual, or activity. If the group, individual, or activity moves persons up the scale, it's beneficial or positive. If it moves them down, it's detrimental or negative. So you have a clear standard to decide. To judge. Basically, to yes. judge. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Next. More importantly, just finding the level of any person on any scale is by itself enlightening and beneficial. Now, you have to realize that every person is at some level on every scale. Now, you can ignore this data, but it's just sitting there waiting for you to access it. And it makes life much easier. Finally, once you know the actual level of a person on any scale, you can improve that person by moving them up one level at a time. So if you're at level four, your target becomes level three, you ignore everything else. This solves the gradient problem that has bedeviled mankind for 6,000 years that we know of. Because level three is higher than level four on the scale. Yes. Right. Yes. So, all of these advantages that I just recited represent major steps forward for society. Each of these scales is an axis against which to evaluate human behavior. And combined, they empower you to understand, predict, and manage human affairs to a degree hitherto unattainable by most. This is a revolutionary concept. This is an entirely new subject. Now, I have to tell you, as, as a serious scholar, I tried for many years to fit this into the context of some other subject. And what I realized is not only can that not be done, but actually all the other subjects fit into this one. I see. So, uh, you have to read this book as a textbook on an entirely new subject. Now, you have to realize that I made it very easy for the reader. There is a glossary, not only in front of every chapter, even in front of the introduction, there's a glossary. So I'm telling you the, the specific definitions of the words so that you can understand what I'm saying. So every, each of the 35 scales has a name, and that name is given a synonym to help you understand it. And each level on every scale has a name, and that name is given a synonym to help you understand it. So this is not hard to get. And I'll give you a frame of reference to show you what I mean. About 22 years ago, I'm talking to a friend of mine about politics and government, just standing around. He didn't even know I was writing a book. He didn't know anything about this. I said, wait a minute, let me show you something. So the book was in a transcript form. I pulled out the scale of government and I just handed it to him. I didn't say anything. So he took it. He looked at it for about a second and he pointed. He said, there, I'm right there. He found his level on that scale without my even suggesting that that's what it was for. That's how easy this is to use. Wow. So that skill of government applies to some a person's uh, political beliefs or ideologies or to the actual well, government itself? To government itself. Okay. But it tells you a lot about yourself, where you fit on it. Okay. You know? Mm -hmm. And you, but you have to understand there's an entire chapter on each one of these scales. Now, let me tell you something that will really help understand this. People sometimes say, what book is your book like? And having gone to school for 28 years, I have to tell them in all candor, I don't think there's ever been a book like this before. But each of these 35 scales is expressed in what you might call a spreadsheet or a table. Mm. And each of those tables is similar to the periodic table of elements that's used in science. Now, before Dmitry Mendeleev invented the periodic table, there was chemistry, but he revolutionized it, making it easy to learn, easy to teach, easy to understand. That is what this book is like. So, so there are 35 subjects and if I may, I'd like to read you the 35 subjects. It takes about a minute yeah, to know what's covered, okay? Please. And, and each of these scales is like the periodic table for the corresponding subject, okay? So these are the individual scales. 
meaning they apply more to individuals than groups. Okay. The scale of basic purposes, the scale of personal influence, the scale of choice, the scale of permeation, the scale of thought, the scale of identity, the scale of evaluation, the scale of motivation, the scale of control, the scale of stopping, the scale of scholarship, the scale of literacy, the scale of human ability, the scale of memory, the scale of spiritual identity, the scale of mental deletion, the scale of aberration, the scale of physical fitness, the scale of justification, the scale of belief, the scale of equanimity, the scale of attack, the scale of conflict, and the scale of reaction. And these are the group scales, the scale of relationships, the scale of life spheres, the scale of government, the scale of civilization, the scale of survival, the scale of management, the scale of exchange, the scale of communication, the scale of allegiance, the scale of sexuality, and the scale of politics. Any one of these scales by itself can dramatically improve the life of the reader. Now, Jim, does the, all these scales apply to one person or some of them apply, or is this like all those apply to every single person in well, one way or another? Well, as I said before, every person is at some level on every scale. Okay. So this is universally applicable. It cuts across all lines. It doesn't matter age, ethnicity, race, gender, all that stuff doesn't matter, okay? But I'll tell you, I'll tell you who it doesn't apply to. Mm. This book is for people who want to improve themselves or others. Mm. Okay? Now you might say, well, everybody wants that, and I have to tell you that's not true. No. There are most people who, who have no interest in self-improvement. This would include this would include psychopaths, sociopaths, narcissists, professional criminals, war criminals, crazy people. There's, you know, all types of corrupt people are not interested in, in helping you or helping anybody else, okay? They're interested in cleaning out your bank account and stealing your wife, okay? Yeah. That's what, okay, so I, I calculate that about 50% of the human race is interested in improving oneself or one's life. Yeah. So let me tell you how to use this book, okay? As yes. an example, hypothetically. Let's say you have a buddy Right? And he, he's having a big problem with his, his girlfriend. And you want to help him because he's your friend. Right? Say, Joe, come here, let me show you this. And you open the book up to the scale of relationships. Now he'll look at it and he'll probably say, you mean there's a scale of relationships? I never heard of such a thing. And you say, yes. This relationship that you're having all this trouble with, where is it on this scale? You don't have to tell me, but you look at it. And what will happen is, in a matter of seconds, he will find a bracket. Like he might say something like, well, it's definitely a lot one, two, or three. I can see that because we're having a lot of trouble. So you see, that's progress. He just threw out three levels. Okay. So, so each of these levels describes a relationship in this scale? A type and of relationship. Okay. A level of a relationship. Okay. So there are seven types of relationships, and all the others are subsets of these. Now, then you say to him, okay, look. Let's see if you can get this exact. Why don't you just read the chapter? And then it'll tell you how this works. He's going to want to do that because he already is making progress. See, you're, you're opening a door for him here. So he reads it, and then you can act as a tutor for him if you wish. Okay, then you say to him, look, you don't necessarily have to tell me if you don't want, but where is this relationship? Now that you've read the chapter, take a look. And he knows this relationship. He just read the chapter and he'll probably say, well, now that I looked at this, I can see we're at level five. And then he'll probably say something like, no wonder we're having a lot of trouble. We're all the way down at level five. You see? Yeah. Okay, so then, then you can say to him, let me show you something else. And you open the book to the scale of sexuality. And again, he might say, you mean there's a scale of sexuality? Whoever heard of such a thing? And you'll say, well, there it is. You don't have to tell me, but where are you on this scale? See? And again, he'll find a bracket. He'll say, well, maybe two, three, or four. See, he threw out four levels. That's progress. And you say to him, okay, let's have you read this. And then you'll be able to find it exactly. He's going to want to do that because you're helping him. So he reads it. And when he comes back, he'll say, well, you know, I can see now what level I'm at. Now, 
again, he doesn't necessarily have to tell you. He may not want to tell you. Now, since you're buddies, he may be willing to tell you in this scenario. But I tell everybody, don't ever tell anyone any level on any scale. It's counterproductive and it's unethical. So if somebody says to you, uh, where, what's your level on this scale? Don't tell them. Unless it's somebody you're very, very close to, like maybe your wife, okay? Other, say, look, here, take the book, open it up, you look at it, you tell me. Yeah. Because every single time a person finds a level on these scales, whether it's of himself or another, he has a realization. 100% of the time. You know? Now, look, here's what will happen. A guy's looking at a certain scale, right? He's not thinking about his mother-in-law, all right, at all. And he'll get down to, let's say, level four, and he'll say, wait a minute, this is my mother-in-law. This is exactly how she is. See, he's having a realization about his mother-in-law. This is defining her. She's at this level. Now, I'm not saying you should tell her, but his, his relationship with her just improved because he understands her now. Mm. So it's basically you have a way to categorize and in a way uh, classify people. And in that way, you kind of, in a way, understand them, what you're dealing with in a type of uh, ment conceptually be able to deal with people better instead of just thinking, oh, she's a bad person or she's this or that. It's kind of easier to see them at, as a level That's and right. maybe, um, understand and if you start classifying different people with that level you can start seeing the similarities and also how to deal with that exact level right right now what you just said is profound because you said good or bad good or bad is a generality it doesn't really help you okay you know like uh somebody could look at uh joe biden or donald trump right and not like them that doesn't really tell them anything But those people can be spotted on these scales. And that tells you who that person is. So, for example, I know, I don't mean opine, I mean know, K-N-O-W, the basic purpose of every president of the United States, going back as far as Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and many of the previous presidents who I studied, such as Lincoln and Washington and Jefferson. Okay? People tell you their levels. If you just observe the person, observe his behavior and his speech, he will tell you his level on any scale. Mm. It's well, not that hard to do. So this is this is very revolutionary because I have been thinking a lot about, a lot about how, as you said in the introduction, we as humanity were so lost in so many different ways. And... Um, To be able to have a roadmap for everything is just, um, I mean, it's a real game changer. And I'm wondering, how do you see, you know, who, who knows when uh, septemics would go mainstream? You know, it could be next year, it could be in 300 years when maybe humanity is not ready for it. But whenever that happens, when septemics goes mainstream, how do you think that would uh, transform society? And what 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 is your vision when septemics completely... Uh, flourishes to its max potential adoption well, well i don't want to speculate but let me tell you what i know if this book were widely read throughout the english-speaking world and realizes 1.5 billion people who speak english this book would have a greater impact on them than the bible than the quran than the tao te ching it would have a massive impact Because every time you find your level or you find another person's level, you have a realization. You say, oh, that's what's going on here. And when that happens, you're a little bit more insightful. And that helps you to use this, the book again on the other scales, you see? So the, now the other thing I should tell you is this, as an example, historical example. The heliocentric theory. Virtually everybody on Earth accepts the heliocentric theory. Now, 
Uh, the heliocentric day was first propounded 300 BC by Aristarchus of Samos, a Greek. Okay, it took 1800 years for it to catch on. Now we are talking about a scientific fact, mm -hmm. but it took until Copernicus and Galileo to really explain this and get it into the mainstream, because you have to realize this was the Renaissance. Mm -hmm. Galileo was the beginning of the Renaissance. Yeah. And so, you know, like, sometimes it takes a long thing for these to catch on. The other thing I have to tell you is this. Earth has been controlled and is controlled now by a cabal of evil globalist fascists. Yeah. They do not want us to succeed. They want to control the whole world so they can steal all the money. Okay? That's the simplicity of it. Yeah. They do not want this book to succeed. It gives too much clarity. To That's right. That's right. Because you look at this and, and uh, you can find out what kind of a person Lyndon Baines Johnson was. Okay? person who was responsible for the deaths of 58,000 young American men for no reason. Okay? You can see that. And again, it's not, it's, not hard, it's not hard to use this. If you study the book, you study the glossary, it's right there. It's right in front of you. So, uh, it's there for people to use. That's why I wrote it. That's why I'm doing the video. I want people to use this. Uh, I have often said that most of the copies of this book will sell after I'm deceased. Yeah. Uh, which is fine with me because, because your success is my reward. Some guy in UK right now or in Australia or in Germany has got this book and is reading it and is using it to sort out his relationships, his business, his family, etc. I'm never even going to know that person's name. But that's why I did this, to help that guy. Okay? Yeah. So he has a tool to use. And you have to realize this has, been, this has been out in some form now for over 27 and a half years. So I already know this works. I already know people get this. It's already uh, I already know what the response is to this. The general response to people when they read this is, is like something like, Wow. It's like a before so, and after. Yeah, they, they, they see it and they say, wow, this is, this is cool. Let me keep reading this, you know? And then when you start to use it and you have realizations, you know? And I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a couple, right? They're talking about getting married. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be smart for that guy to know why this woman wants to marry him? Well, of course. There's a scale of motivation. Oh, wow. The highest level I call caritas, which is Latin for benevolent love. I use the English word charity. So, is, does she want to marry him because she loves him? That's the best motivation, right? Or does she want to marry him because he drives a Maserati, he owns a yacht, he flies his own Learjet, and he lives in a $5 million condo that he owns outright. Yeah. Right? That's a different motivation. Now, so for some people, realizing that this woman is a gold digger might he might say i'm done okay could be the end of the relationship now realize whether whether it results in his marrying her or in any relationship he will be happy with that because it's the truth mm -hmm. you know let's say one day you, you you wake up and you find out that your best friend uh is a terrorist why? That's an eye-opener. That's going to change the way you think about it. Of course. Okay. So that is what happens. So you're not going to say, oh, that is so terrible. You're going to say, yeah, okay, now I see why yeah. he did this and why he did that. You see? Yeah. So you keep having realizations. Now, the other thing I want to tell you is that mm. there are general scales and specific scales. Mm. On a general scale, you find the level for that person, you're done. But most of the scales are specific scales, which means 
They are context-driven. There's no general meaning. So, take the example I used a minute ago, the scale of motivation. You could find, you could ask yourself, what's my motivation toward my wife? What's my motivation toward my son? What's my motivation toward my grandmother? You see, you could do that a hundred different ways. Then you could say, what's my boss's motivation for me? What's my next door neighbor's motivation toward me? What's my girlfriend's motivation toward me? You see? So there is virtually no limit to how many ways you can do this. The only limit is how many people you know. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even have to be people you know. It could be people just in the public eye, like, you know, uh, what's Mitch McConnell's motivation? Yeah. Okay? And whether it's good or bad, high or low, you're going to be happy with it because you're going to say, ah, now I see what's going on with this guy. Yeah, because sometimes even yourself, uh, like humans are experts at uh, tricking even ourselves. Like we know somebody is doing something that's not in our best interest, but because we don't want to let that person go or we have, you know, whatever fantasies or the future, like it's it's very easy for us to trick ourselves and, you know, brain, manipulate ourselves. So with this right. system, basically it just sets it exactly what it is. Can't be, there's no room for interpretation for you to uh, That's right. trick yourself. And That's that right. is, is what empowers. And let me tell you, yeah. that phenomena that you just described where people fool themselves, mm -hmm. that's discussed in several scales. Like self-sabotage. So, so the book itself helps you to unravel that and not do that. You find yourself at a certain level. You see, if you find yourself at a certain level, you might not want to tell anybody. It could be a very low level. But you look at it and say, oh, okay. All right, now I see what's going on. See, so getting back to this example that I gave about the guy and the girl, right? We're talking about him. So I said, well, let's say this guy decides, I don't want to marry her, she's a gold digger, okay? There might be another guy who's willing to marry her. You know, there are a lot of elderly, unattractive, rich men who marry beautiful 25 wives. I'm sure you know about that. The guy, the guy gives the wife a mink coat, a pearl necklace, a diamond ring, a Corvette, and a credit card. She's happy because she has all this stuff. He's happy because he has a 25-year-old wife. See, so for that guy, that could work. Mm -hmm. So you see, this is very specific. Mm -hmm. There's no one size fits all. In fact, the whole concept of one size fits all is completely undermined by this book. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that you said that I found really interesting on a podcast that you were talking about, how once you find what level you're on, you are on a scale, uh, you can only you can only go up or down one uh, one level up or down. So That's right. I like that because I think humans we're always trying to shortcut and always trying to jump steps and always trying or getting anxiety because we want to get there, but it's too far away. So with this system, you basically, um, you know where you are at and you know the next level that you can possibly get to and nothing else. Yes. And that, that is also in itself kind of therapeutic and it, is. It, it is, has like a relaxing effect that, okay, I only have one level or one goal. If I want to move up this scale, there's only one goal because that's the next goal. And then when you get to that next goal, then the next one. That's and, right. Uh, I like That's right. I like that concept a lot. Yeah, um, that solves the gradient problem. You see, people often realize that they have a problem, a difficulty, a situation, or whatever, and they don't know what to do about it. And the the reason is that they don't know the gradient. Hmm. So, for example, I've worked as a professional trainer, right? If some guy comes to me who's 100 pounds overweight and says, "Jim, I want you to train me." I'll say, okay, I'm not going to just tell this guy to go out and run five miles or here's 100 pounds, lift it. That's bad training. That's malpractice. Yeah. I would say to him, do you think you could walk one mile every morning? Right? And he's probably going to say, well, I think I can do that. I say, good. So I want you to start walk one mile every morning. And then at the end of a the week, come back. We'll talk about it. So at the end of the week, then I would say to him, 
how did you do? Right? And if he says, piece of cake, I can do more. I say, great, let's go to two hours. If he said, you know, this is pretty tough. I say, okay, keep doing it for another week. See, yeah. that's finding the gradient. That's yeah. why we hire trainers. Yeah. Now, one of the axioms of this subject is that you can only move to an adjacent level, meaning whatever level you're at, you can either go up one or down one. Now, if you're at the lowest level, you can't go down, you're at the bottom already. If you're at the highest level, you can't go up. But you could always move to an adjacent level. Now, think of it this way. Let's say you're on the first floor and you want to go to the fifth floor. One way or another, you're going to have to go through the second, the third, and the fourth. Whether you take the elevator, the escalator, yeah. uh, the stairs, go outside the building and use a rope ladder, whatever it is, you're going to have to go through Okay, that's how this works. So, you can't take a guy who's a couch potato and make him an Olympic athlete. That's impossible. Yeah. There are too many intervening levels. Yeah. So each level uh, depends on the level previous uh, of it being kind of completed or it's kind of built upon the previous level. Correct? Yes. If you're at level three, you will be able to get to level two if you try, okay? If you try to get to level one, you will certainly fail because it's too steep a gradient. Mm -hmm. you know? and, I yeah. and I think it's also helpful because let's say you're a level um, one, which is the highest, right? And you know what level two is, then you're more aware when you start going down. That's right. So that gives and you an, an awareness of, you know, what to watch out for. Right. That's right. I use that all the time in my life. You know, I'll look at a certain situation and say, oh, hey, and we've gone down a level here. You see, we're talking about a specific scale in a certain context. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, I got to fix this. I got to get back up to that level. I know exactly what's going on and how to fix it. You see? So, uh, this is, you really have 35 roadmaps for success. But, Realizing most of these scales are specific scales, which means you can use them in an unlimited number of ways. Mm. This is like, there's like thousands and thousands, if not more, ways to use this book. Yeah. So, you know, let's say you take uh, the scale of uh, personal influence. Okay? So, you can find your level of personal influence, but you can also spot another person's level of personal influence. And it tells you what this person is doing. And then you could help that person say, okay, look, see, see what level you're at? Okay, let's move you up to the next level. And he will be able to get to that level because it's the next level up. So this, this is like uh, really a very helpful thing. Yeah. Now you have to understand, I went out of my way to design these scales to wrap around the reader. Mm -hmm. So this is not obscure. It's not difficult. So let's say you want to buy a suit, right? You go into a, a clothing store, they have 10,000 suits, right? So you have to find one that's the right size, the right fabric, the right cut, right? So you're, you're eliminating. Now, by the time you leave, you're $500 poorer, but you have a suit that you like, right? That's how this works. It's just like that. You go into this, right? You have some situation and you find a scale that you think is going to be relevant. Okay. And then you find yourself or the other person on the scale. And every time that happens, you have a realization, which means that you're more insightful in that area. Mm -hmm. So you can just keep using this all the time. So, for example, there's a scale of literacy, right? I could be standing in a line at a grocery store, and there's two people behind me talking. I can tell the person's level on the scale of literacy just by listening to these two, two people talk. Mm -hmm. That tells me something. You see, if I were going to talk to Jordan Peterson, I would converse with him in a certain way, as opposed to the person who cleaned my house. Yeah. I would speak to that person differently. You have to speak to somebody at his 
the level of literacy. I had clients who came to me from Europe whose first language was not English. So I took that into account and I had to know to deal with them in a different way. And then I had other clients who were PhDs, right? So I could communicate with them in a different way. So if you take this idea and blow it up in a billion directions, you get what this book is about. It's yeah, very you, useful. Yeah, and you know what? I, I've, I've been um, trying to create like a productivity system for the last like six years that encompasses all aspects of life. And it's so extremely difficult and I haven't even been able to do it because it's so complicated. And uh, so I appreciate like that, that, why it was so difficult for you to do all this because you're dealing with abstract things, psychological things. Some things overlap with others. It's like extremely complicated. You have to understand psychology very profoundly. Like there's so much that, uh, that went into it, right? But one of the things that I was thinking about, you know, why I think humans have such a hard time, including myself, is because, for example, in video, video games, everybody in video games like knows exactly what to do, knows exactly what level they're on, knows exactly how to get to the next level, and everything is kind of like in steps. But because life, I mean, school basically, you know, doesn't teach us much like useful things. So when we get out into the real world, um, it's hard. There's no map that tells you exactly where you were, where you need, where, how to progress. And I think Septemics is basically that, right? It's basically right. that. It's, 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 uh, it's the roadmap that, you know, we need uh, to, well, not a roadmap, but it's a map. It's uh, kind of like in a video game, you have your levels, some video games, you have charisma levels, you have money, you have all these things, but, uh, but in life, there's so many different things, as you said, 35, at least that. Uh, so with Septemics, we can actually see and map out our, our entire life, see how we are, where, what level we're on. And then once we're in that level, we're also motivated to go to the next one because we have that clarity of where we are and have, kind of have like already a goal in mind to move up. So even the system itself kind of motivates you to improve your life, right? That's right. Let me tell you another phenomenon about this that's very beneficial. Another axiom of this subject is being at or near the top of any scale is both a cause and an effect of being at or near the top of any other scale. And being at or near the bottom of any scale is both a cause and an effect of being at or near the bottom of any other scale. So. What happens when you use this is your insight keeps improving. And as your insight improves, your ability to use these materials improves. The common denominator of all of these scales is insight. And that is in two ways. One is it takes a certain amount of insight to use it. Somebody who's really clueless is not going to be able to use this. So let's say you take somebody who's in the mafia, right? He's a professional criminal. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you know most of these people are not smart people and they're not well-educated people. Yeah. Right? And they're not moral people. So those people wouldn't be interested in this book. Even if they did read the book, they wouldn't understand it. Yeah. And even if they did understand it, they wouldn't use it because it's contrary to their way of life. Yeah. This book is all about helping me. So, and yourself. What yeah. And yourself, yes, helping you or another. So, the beauty of this is, this is like a, a term you use, a roadmap for life. It's like 35 roadmaps for life. So think about this. When you take your car out on the road, there's signage, yeah. right? Stop sign. No U-turn, no left turn, double yellow line, uh, speed limits, right? There's all kinds of signage. If you do not comply with that signage, you get in big trouble. You can get a ticket. You can get arrested. You can have your license taken away from you. You can kill somebody. You can kill yourself. You can wreck your car. You can have your insurance canceled, right? All kinds of bad things happen to people who do not comply with the road signage. 
Each of these 35 scales is the signage for that area. And again, the data is just sitting there waiting for you to get it, waiting for you to use it. Find out, okay, where am I on the scale of spiritual identity? You probably don't know that, but you are somewhere on that scale. And when you find it, you'll go, oh, now I see. And then you'll be a little bit smarter. And when you use another scale, you'll be able to use that scale more easily. So this is, has a snowball effect that the more you use it, the easier it becomes to use. And the easier it becomes to use, the more you use it. Yeah. So, so it is kind of uh, a perpetual motion machine. You know, once you study it, you get it. Yeah, and I think that uh, as humans, like we have a, well, my whole focus with, with trying to create a productivity system is because I feel that we're like so, like I think a lot of the anxiety of being a human is basically because of this lack of clarity and this lack of, you know, awareness and kind of like we're almost like thrown into the world with no way to organize ourselves no way to judge anything like we're so clueless about so many things about so many we don't know where we are we don't know how to get where we want to go we don't know where we want to go like there's so much and i think like once we for example when i start developing my productivity system and started to become actually organized like i realized that so much of my like stress from life was basically coming from being disorganized and it's like these anxieties that we don't know where they are coming from but that and i and i think that's one of the the things that septemix is going to help so many people that we have a lot of anxiety that we don't realize that's coming from our lack of awareness of where we are you know what level we're on so it's it's uh I think it's it, it's kind of like a night and day difference of kind of a way to approach life, right? From being like completely, you know, stranded in the ocean, it's kind of to having like an actual boat with a sail, a compass, right. you know, something That's like right. that. That's right. That's extremely interesting. Um, so which, which one was the first scale that you discovered? I'm just curious. Well, it depends on what you mean by discovered. I talked earlier about the scale which in 1995 had six levels and when i realized it had a seventh level it manifested mathematically mm -hmm. so that actually was the birth of septemix mm -hmm. because then i said whoa this is natural law like the fibonacci sequence yeah you know the fibonacci sequence exists in nature it's there creatures have been constructing themselves according to Fibonacci numbers, for millions of years. They don't know anything about Fibonacci, okay? But it's right there, you can count it. You can get the pine cone, you count it in one direction, there's a Fibonacci number, you count it the other direction, it's another Fibonacci number, okay? Fibonacci came along and worked out the formula. It's actually quite simple formula. And we know those numbers to infinity now. Yeah. So it's, it's very useful. I mean, nature is full of Fibonacci numbers, Mm -hmm. So you're looking at something in nature and you say, oh, this is a Fibonacci manifestation. See, that's what happens with this. Mm -hmm. uh, people, get, people get this right away. So uh, if someone wants to help himself or others, this is a way to do it. Now, let me give you an example. Most people have children and most children have difficulty in school. Mm -hmm. There's a scale of scholarship. Mm. So, so, right, dad sees that Junior is having trouble in school. He says, come here, Junior, let me show you something. He shows him the scale of scholarship, right? And he's going to say, scale of scholarship? What's this? And dad says, well, yeah, you are a scholar, so you're somewhere on this. Mm. See, he's going to be interested right away. And you can say to him, where do you think you are on this scale? And I guarantee in a matter of seconds, he'll throw out some levels. You might say, well, I'm not at five or six or seven. I'm definitely not at one or two. See, he's narrowed it down. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then the dad will say, okay, look, this can help you become a better student. Let's have you read this chapter. He's going to want to read the chapter because you're opening a door for him. He reads the chapter. 
come back and say, okay, now, where are you on this? And I'll probably say, well, now that you had me read it, I can see I'm at level five. And then the dad says, okay, let's move you to level four, and then you will be a better student. Mm-hmm. And that is doable. So this is all done without hiring a tutor, without taking any tests, without going to school, without hiring yeah. a facilitator. You have, once you have this book, I designed this book to stand on its own. In other words, the only thing you might need is a dictionary, but I would say that about every book in the world. Mm-hmm. But you said you had a glossary, so... That's right, that's right. Now, and a glossary th- is not the same as a dictionary, but yeah. I try to anticipate. For example, the names of every level is defined. The names of every scale is defined. So, for example, there's a scale of communication. That one scale alone will dramatically change your life if you study it and use it. So, somebody could reasonably say, well, if you look up the word communication, it has maybe 30 definitions. Which one is he using? That's a reasonable question. So, I give you a specific definition of communication. Well, right there. So you know exactly what I mean. It's like a one or two line definition. Wow. So I'm narrowing it down for you. See? I've as simple as possible. I've done the heavy lifting yeah. so that people can succeed in life. That's good. And, and I'm here to say, in case you don't already know this, don't rely on anybody outside your family to help you. You may not even have anybody in your family who's going to help you. But don't rely on the government, any government, any church, any university, any club. Don't rely on them to help you because you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Because all of the institutions of Earth are corrupt. Yeah. One way or another. Yeah. I'm not telling people not to belong to these things. You can belong to whatever you want to belong to. But If you think that these institutions are going to help you, you're going to be very disappointed. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, I'm a very well-educated person. I do not belong to any group on Earth. Because I already know they all have an agenda. Okay? They all have uh, interest in sustaining the group. Yeah. You're just an asset to them, basically. Right. And I'm not saying the people are bad. Yeah. Some of them are. Some of them are just dopey. You know? Yeah. There's all kinds of reasons. Some of them are just ignorant. You know, like this type of guy who tells you the world is 6,000 years old. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, as a serious student of, of physical science, I'd say, no, we have this thing called carbon dating. Yeah. We can date the carbon in a rock to a fairly precise level and know how old that rock is to within, you know, maybe 10,000 years. And we have rocks that are millions of years old. It's right there. It's not debatable. Anybody can learn how to do carbon dating. Okay. And you try to tell this guy the world cannot possibly be 6,000 years old because we have rocks that are millions and millions of years old. Yeah. People believe even crazier things than that. That's right. That's right. No, so, yeah, so Septemics so is basically a self-study, self-directed, uh, self-improvement, and spiritual as well. Kind of, uh, well, it's hard to, to, what would you, like if you say one word, Septemics is a, is it a map? Is it a system? What, what, how do you see it? Well, it's a philosophical science. Okay. Uh, sometimes I describe the book as psychological philosophy. Uh, that's not a name that I that I think is particularly good, but you know when you're in the publishing world, you, you have to they paint you into a corner and you have to say something, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, each of these scales is a roadmap for life, uh, and you could just take any one of these scales and just use it and use it and use it and you and just jack yourself up. I mean, there's a scale of management. If you're managing anything, whether it's Walmart or your little gardening business, 
the, the, the laws governing it are the same. And they're right there on the page. And so it gives you the seven necessary components of managing anything in the right sequence. So you can look at anything you're managing and just assess it against that scale. And you can say, oh, I can see I don't have level seven or I don't have level six. No wonder we're having trouble. We got to put that in, you see? So you, you can do that with all of these scales. I mean, you can just take the scale of communication and make yourself a master communicator. You know, Ronald Reagan was called the great communicator. Yeah. He had phenomenal communication skills. And he won the greatest landslide in presidential history in 1984. He won 49 of the 50 states. The only state he didn't won was the state of the person who ran against him. Wow. Okay? So that's all by communication. Mm -hmm. Now, I am a student of rhetoric. I've listened to the greatest speakers in the world. You know, like yeah. Obama is a very good speaker. Yeah. Okay. Or, uh, for example, I gave Reagan. Reagan gave a speech in something like 1963, which I've listened to. It's the best speech I've ever heard by anybody. Okay. Right. Communication skills. Now, I can tell you from my lifetime when you have communication skills that is a massive power that you have to make things happen to get things done to handle people to influence there's there's no there's no acting in it there's no uh dissembling in it i'm talking about actual communication there are seven components and i give you drills there's a drill for each of those seven steps to teach you how to master it. And when you know how to do those seven steps, you become a master communicator, and that's gonna help you no matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you're an accountant, or an engineer, or a lifeguard. It transfers. That will help you, because you can now communicate with anybody around you. Uh, even people who don't know your language, you can get a little bit done, because you can watch them and you can to use gestures. You got to realize that a lot of communication skills are not even verbal. Yeah. Ever try to talk to ever try to talk to somebody who's out to lunch? His body is in the room, but he's not. Yeah. You know, that guy's not present. You can't communicate with that guy. Yeah. This is like a catatonic schizophrenic in an insane asylum. Yeah. He doesn't respond. Period. Okay. He's not present. So there are seven skills. And a lot of them are not even verbal skills. Oh, really? A lot of people, a lot of people don't know how to be present. Yeah. They're all over the place. Yeah, attention. Right. So I want to ask you, Jim, just before we wrap up. So people that, uh, you know, study systemics, do, how uh, do they take out a paper and, and write down their levels uh, of, each, uh, of each scale? And, or how do they, is there like a way people you've seen kind of uh, approach this in a kind of systematic, uh, kind of right. tracking way? Have right. you seen something like this? Yes, I'll tell you what I tell my students and my readers. This is a textbook on a new subject. So you should study it the way you would study any textbook. A chemistry text, a physics test, a math text, an economics text, whatever. Start at the first line of the first page and study it. Go through it plottingly, making sure you understand what you read before you go on. After you get to the end of the book, go back to the beginning, read it again, and find your level on every scale. And by the time you complete the second reading, you will be a different person. Wow. A better person, a smarter person. You will know who you are. You will know what you're about. And this gives you a mental clarity that most people do not have. So let me tell you something. I do not get upset, worried, angry, or anything like that. It doesn't happen. And the reason for that is everything is clear to me. Like I have, you know, somebody come in, let's like say I hire somebody to come in and 
work at my house, right? I'm talking to the guy, I'm watching the guy. I'm finding these guys, this guy on numerous scales. I know exactly what I'm dealing with. I'm not saying anything, but I know who I'm dealing with. So it makes you even more compassionate in a way. Yes, it makes you more compassionate, but it, but it also forewarns you. And I can absolutely guarantee this book, if you use it, will prevent catastrophes, dilemmas, indictments, bankruptcies, divorces, and so forth, because you are forewarned about the people who are downscale. Now, when I was a kid, this data didn't exist. I made the same stupid mistakes that everybody else makes. Now, for me, it cannot happen, does not happen, will not happen, okay? If somebody is a sociopath or something like that, or a narcissist, I see him coming, okay? Yeah, I say, your mind can't play tricks with you, like we were talking before. Right. Because these people so, make you uh, doubt yourself, but if you have a clearer level, it's kind of like you know where right. they're at. They can't tell you otherwise. That's so right. You kind of protect yourself. Pete, trust me, people tell you their levels. Mm -hmm. You know, when Obama ran for president, he had only been in the Senate for two years. I had no idea who he was. Most of the people in the country had no idea who he was. The people in Illinois understood who he was because they elected him. Mm. So I said, this guy's running for president. I better pay attention, right? So I made a little project for myself. I listened to him. I observed him, okay? And I was able to determine his basic purpose. Now, what could possibly be more important to know than a person's basic purpose? That's what the person is trying to do all yeah. the time, okay? Yeah. So that informed me who he is. I'm not going to tell you what I concluded. I'm just going to say, I solved the riddle. I understood him. Now, some people are easier to spot than others. Yeah. Uh, of course, if you're around somebody, for me, if somebody is communicating with me, either online or on the telephone or in, in person, I see these levels. You know, it's, it's just like, If you invited me to your house and said, Jim, come over and look at my garden, right? I go into your garden and say, oh, you got tulips, you got roses, you got forget-me-nots, you got peonies, you got hydrangeas, okay? Because I know something about flowers. Whereas if you have some little kid, some five-year-old kid, he doesn't know any of that. He just looks at him and says, oh, auntie's pretty. Yeah. Right? He, he, he doesn't realize that a tulip is a completely different creature From a rose. The tulip grows from a bulb, a rose rose grows on a bush. Tulip has no thorns, a rose has thorns. They're completely different. He doesn't know that. So this septemics is like botany or astronomy. Mm. It's a descriptive science or zoology. It's a descriptive science. You look at it and you see what it is. And it's not hard to get. People tell you. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it is uh, groundbreaking. It is revolutionary. And I think, you know, there's always going to be majority of the people that are going to be unconscious. And, you know, but even, even if, you know, 20% of the people eventually take it up, that's going to change the whole world. Or even that's right. less, less than that, right? That's right. So that, that uh, you know, I, I look forward to the future of Septemics. Uh, I, uh, I'm grateful that you took all this effort and time to do it as a gift to the world. And I hope that it, it uh, matures and, and blossoms um, sooner or as soon as possible. I mean, even if it's, you know, even, even if there's still a, the level of humanity is not, is not always on the level of, you know, the text, humanity has to catch up to it. But um, so, you know, there's that aspect. You cannot, we cannot force, uh, You know, people to they have, they, everybody's on their own kind of path, but um, mm -hmm. but it's it's extremely revolutionary. It's extremely interesting, and uh, and uh, and well, it's it's a brilliant concept. And um, so, thank you so much for for doing it. And um, and I can't wait to apply it to my own life. And because uh, it is kind of a video game. You know, a lot of people talking about gamification, gamifying life. This is basically the a way to gamify life 
in a way where you know your level, you know how to go where you are, what's the next level up. And that just transforms, I think, the perspective of how we approach life and how we think about life and how we feel, you know, inside, you know, this experience we call life. So uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Jim. I don't know if you have any, well, if, of course, the book is on Amazon. Uh, your website is septemix.com. That's S-E-P-T-I-M-S. Uh, M-I-C-S? It's S-E-P-T-E-M-I-C-S. Sorry, Septemics, yes. Um, the book has great reviews. I mean, I, I have read the reviews and people, you know, telling that it's completely uh, changed their perspective, you know, changed their life. Everybody's talking about how it's, you know, revolutionary. Every person should have this book. So um, anything else you want to tell our listeners, Jim, before we go? Well, I would just like to say one sentence in closing. The data in this book is vital for every human being and can help you to achieve your goals faster and easier by explaining what might otherwise seem to be inexplicable or random. Perfect. So, I mean, if that didn't, uh, if that didn't get you pumped up about septemics and you know, the implications. I mean, I don't know what else could. I think there's very few things that has such a broad and powerful, you know, implication to it. So so I, I invite everybody to go check it out and, and study it as Jim uh, suggested, you know, going through it once and then going through it again and uh, choosing your level. So uh, thank you so much, Jim. It has been such a pleasure to, to meet you and talk to you. And uh, thank you so much for, for being here. Thanks, David. It was a pleasure.